Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for Curbside. He shoots, they score! With the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. They score! Bring out the Zamboni! Refreshed by Randall's, St. Louis's number one liquor store. Visit shoprandalls.com. Welcome back. This is 101 ESPN. My name is Tim McKernan, and we are with you on Balloon Party for one hour, me and Action Jackson. And uh, there is some breaking news this morning, and not good news. Regarding the St. Louis Blues, Jeremy Rutherford uh, just tweeting out here within the last few moments, the Blues have announced that Scott Prunovich will require surgery for a fractured shoulder and be reevaluated in six months. Uh, He also says Perunovic's injury is unrelated to the torn left labrum when he was out in 2020 and 2021. Joining us right now to discuss this breaking news is the voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber. Kerbs, good morning. Tim, morning. How are you guys? Wonderful. Always great to talk it over with you. And this is uh, quite timely here with this news just breaking here within the last few minutes. We knew that the injury had some concern, uh, and now we get the official word from the Blues that he will miss, uh, at the very least, six months as he'll be reevaluated with shoulder surgery. Uh, what can you tell us about the situation here with Scott Perunovich curves? Yeah, you know, he he took an awkward hit, and the unfortunate thing is while his NHL career, or his pro career for that matter, has been injury-laden, his career prior to this really wasn't. I mean, he never really dealt with with much injury. So you could imagine how frustrated this guy is, a guy that won the Hobie Baker Award, which for those that don't know, that's the Heisman Trophy of college hockey, and uh, and, and just hasn't been able to get his, his pro career launched uh, with any consistency because of injury. So yeah. an extremely frustrating situation for a, a terrific young man, a very polite, a uh, hardworking young man, and, uh, you know, you just got to keep trying to find the silver lining for him, and, and, and it is unfortunate. So now, within the first couple weeks of camp here, you've lost uh, your veteran D-man and Marco Scandella for five to six months with a hip injury, and now you've lost Scott Perunovich, who was trying to make this squad out of camp. Yeah, and so we're, we're looking at it just a few weeks ago, going, oh, okay, they've got some depth here, uh, and now the game appears to have changed with this news and uh, Scandella, as you made reference to, do you think that this now creates some urgency for the front office to try to tend to it? Or do you think they go down the roster? Well, I think you go down the roster. Now, having said that you've got cap space because of long-term IR situation that that could do, there there are some veteran D men available. And the one thing that we do know with Doug Armstrong is that, uh, he likes to have the veteran D-man. He was really comfortable knowing that basically your third pairing is a Marco Scandella and a Robert Bortuzzo. Um, I, I think they're, they're looking like they're, they're pretty okay on on the left side. 
you know, with Nico Mikola and, and Robert Bortuzzo on the right. But I do think that, you know, if you look at how they've used Robert Bortuzzo over the last uh, couple of years, you know, he had the one year he played 70 games, but that was that was really it. So I, it, it wouldn't shock me if they went out and looked for somebody that could play the right side, a, a veteran guy from time to time as well. But if they don't, I still think you're fine with Nico Mikola. You've got Callie Rosen as the next man up. I mean, the Blues are very comfortable with he did. And then in camp, we've seen Tyler Tucker and Matt Kessel. And, and I think Kessel may be the leader at the turn in terms of some of these impressions that he made. We're probably not talking about Tucker at that situation if it wasn't for all these injuries. But he's done a great job of taking advantage of the situation ahead of him and, and has really done well for himself in camp. So I, I think they're still very good, very well off defensively. And thank goodness that they had planned ahead and really had some, well, had some depth already in the house. Chris Kerber, our guest here on Balloon Party 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan and Jackson Burkett with you for the hour. Kerbs, uh, you were with us on the fast lane yesterday talking about the news on the Blues Hall of Fame. And uh, I love the idea. We talked about it there. And I want to let the listeners who are not aware of what is going on in on the background of it. Because it's something that uh, people at the Blues organization had been talking about doing here for a few years. COVID kind of played a role in uh, its delay to 2020. Too, but uh, the background on it because I think it's a wonderful idea and how this will all play out here over the next few weeks and in uh, going forward. Yeah, this this has actually been in the works, believe it or not. As I told you yesterday, for six or seven years. I mean, there, there, we had meetings and there, there were there were plans, there were criteria, there were committees already in place. You know, uh, when we were t- discussing things like a Ring of Honor and um, or slash Hall of Fame. But then I think you, you looked ahead and you said, okay. Where's it going to be housed? What's it going to do? And, and, and the Blues weren't in a position at that point to house it properly digitally. Uh, I don't, you don't quite have a 100-year history where you're, you're looking at things and having a, you know, a whole space like the Cardinals have. So how do you do it right? How do you make it uh, effective? How do you celebrate the, the right players the right way? And then as this came to fruition, COVID hit, really slowed things down. And you don't want to launch something like that when you can't put full people in the building, when you can't celebrate your franchise the right way. So now that... We've gotten to that point, Tim. Uh, I think it's a great launch yesterday. Uh, there's a terrific committee of very knowledgeable people, some with the organization, some former people of the organization, uh, some media members as well. They've helped compile a list, uh, and fans can now go online at stanlouisblues.com slash Hall of Fame. You can vote. And then the first initial class of the Hall of Fame is going to be announced on opening night uh, on Saturday the 15th. That is outstanding. You can check it out right now at stlouisblues.com. And there are 10 automatic inductions, uh, eight who have had their number retired, and then uh, Sid Solomon Jr., the original team owner, and Dan Kelly, uh, legendary broadcaster for the Blues. So if you could uh, give your perspective on the 10, of course, and then uh, who is up for a vote and uh, what direction you decided to go. Well, you know, one of the things that you have to realize when you go through this process is I think you have two different layers. So when a team creates a Hall of Fame, when the Cardinals created their Hall of Fame, there is still a difference between their Hall of Fame and then the Baseball Hall of Famers, you know, that were part of the organization. Now, not every Blues number retired is a NHL or, well, not even NHL. It's called hockey, the Hockey Hall of Fame. So they're not all Hockey Hall of Famers. But it is a rarefied air that they held in being recognized by the team. So those members are naturally just automatically in the Hall of Fame. You don't have to worry about voting and, and things like that. They're in. Sid Solomon Jr., that's a no-brainer as the 
you know, original patriarch of this franchise. You know, and then, of course, uh, the great Dan Kelly was the voice and, and sound of this, this organization for 20 years in the first 20 years of the franchise after Jack Buck managed the first year. So you move forward. And one of the questions and one of the things you deal with, Tim, is, uh, again, as I mentioned yesterday, was, you know, what do you do? What, what do you, how do you set the criteria? Because you can set certain criteria that could be really hard to, to, to match, but then you may not be able to celebrate great moments. For example, you know, while it is 200 games or three years for the Blues, you've got to leave room in there if for some reason somebody like a Pat Maroon shows up and scores one of the biggest, if not the biggest, goal in franchise history. And, and how do you honor that? And how do you honor moments? And so all that was part of the debate and how it goes in. Or, for example, you know, three years, uh, if you put that limit in there, a full three years, you, you might uh, eliminate, you know, certain guys, you know, and Adam Oates who didn't play, you know, very long with the St. Louis Blues, things like that. But you are, are clearly worthy of the Hall of Fame. So that it really is quite a, a debate that, that led to a lot of the criteria. Having said that, uh, my initial three that I, I submitted as a committee member to, you know, for the fans to vote on, I, I think Glenn Hall is, is a no-brainer, one of Vesna, one of Con Smythe for the St. Louis Blues, backstop the Blues, the three straight Stanley Cup finals, the first three years of the team. Uh, the next one, Gary Younger. Uh, you, you could make the case that maybe Gary Younger's number should be seven should be retired based on not only what he did back then, but still where he ranks in terms of the all-time franchise list. And then for me, the, the, the third one I submitted was Alexander Steen. Uh, again, go look at where he ranks on all the franchise list, 10 years with the franchise, you know, what he did for a decade and, and how he helped lead this team. And, and then, it, of course, part of a, the first ever Stanley Cup championship. And that one, to me, felt like an absolute no-brainer as well from a recent standpoint. So that's who we put out there. Others had differing opinions, and now the fans get to have their say. You can do so by going to stlouisblues.com. Check out the new Blues Hall of Fame, all of the details and the candidates this year. And, of course, more news throughout the day on the Blues and the Scott Perunovich injury and now surgery. Curbs, always appreciate it. Looking forward to our conversations throughout the course of the season every Tuesday here from 10 to 11. Thanks so much, kind sir. Appreciate it, brother. All right, Tim. Uh, listen, have a good one. And to have everybody check out uh, the icebreaker this Friday night from 5 to 7, too. The whole team's going to be out there at Centene Community Ice Center walking the blue carpet uh, with a Q&A from the fans and uh, a great event coming up that will lead you hopefully into some night baseball. Ah, very nice. That's a great idea from 5 to 7. All right, Curbs, thanks so much. All right, Tim, have a good one, bud. Thanks. You too.